Hi, welcome to the Bridge Podcasts. We hope you enjoy the following message. For more information on all that's happening at the Bridge Church, please visit www.bridge-church.com. And we have to keep our eyes on Jesus. Well, before we begin this morning, it's the first Sunday of Advent. And uh, I would like to invite Eleanor just to read um, an Advent reading for us. Ellie, would you come and read for us? Thank you so much. Morning, church. Sorry, the voice is a bit croaky. Maybe talk too much. (laughs) Um, So the Advent reading, Hope. Isaiah 9 to verses 6 to 7. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders. And he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the greatness of his government and peace there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over the kingdom, establishing and upholding with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. Amen. Amen. So this morning we're going to talk about the name of Jesus. In, in Isaiah 9 verse 6, it says his name is called Wonderful. And um, I wanted to talk about what makes Jesus wonderful. I mean, what, what makes Jesus wonderful to you? I can think of a lot of things he's done that, that has been wondrous in my life. But just as we were praying there, sometimes the first name that we call on has to be Jesus' name because he is able to do wonderful things, great and mighty and wonderful things. And I remember when I was 11, 12 years old um, and I'd just, just given my life to Jesus and at that age, you don't know what you know, really. You're, 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 you're just, a, you're just a, a, a youth. And um, I went to boarding school. And it was tough for the, the freshmen in boarding school. It was tough for all the, the boys that just came in from primary school. And I'll remember, never forget that, um, you know, and a lot of us, we would, I'm just going to fess up, you'd cry for your mom and your dad. You'd cry at night. It was tough. You'd be like, I, I, want, I want to go back home. I want, to, I want my family. And then a turning point came when the Gideons visited the school and they gave out Gideon's Bibles. And I thought, you know what? I remembered it was only months, maybe less than a year previous, I'd given my life to Jesus. And I began to read this little Gideon's Bible and I made a few Christian friends at school and they started showing me scriptures, you know, the usual scriptures that everyone underlines in their Bible. But all of a sudden, something changed. One night, I never felt the urge to call on my mom and my dad. I started to call on the name of Jesus. And I'd get up out of bed with this little green Gideon's Bible, and the name that was on my lips was the name of Jesus. And it wasn't because I didn't miss my mom and dad anymore or my family. It was because I'd begun to realize that in that situation when they were far away, nearly, nearly 200 kilometers away, the only thing I had was the name of Jesus. 
And so I began to call on the name of Jesus. And um, it was wonderful because of all of the fear. You know, there was a, there was a horrible atmosphere in, this, in the dormitories. And, and we visited there years later. And I, was, and I never felt any of that because I just was at peace with it. But Jesus did a wonderful thing in my life. And he took all fear away. He took all my fear away, had no fear or intimidation of any of the other pupils that were, or whatever had happened in that place. So Jesus, the name of Jesus is wonderful. Amen. And I don't know if I can do any justice this morning in relating to you and describing to you just how much Jesus is. He embodies everything that is supernatural and totally out of the ordinary. So anything that is supernatural, divinely extraordinary, Jesus is, that is who Jesus is. That's what he does. And when he was here on earth, that's why so many people were in awe of him. Because Jesus just didn't do anything ordinary. He, when, when Jesus went to work, it was extraordinary. It was supernatural. It was miraculous and it was great. And I believe that he's doing, he still works wonders. He's still the miracle worker, amen? And you know, we don't even know the half of it. If you go um, to John chapter 21 and verse 25, it says there that Jesus did many other things as well. And if every one of them were written down, I suppose that the whole world would not have room enough for the books that would be written. Now, I, I, I think that's hyperbole, you know, but it's implying that the amount of wonders and miracles that Jesus did were, were, were large, off the scale. And... Um, it just, it just makes me think, when we were worshipping this morning, I was thinking back to my salvation. And I was thinking about all the things that Jesus did for us, for my family, for me. You must think the same way, hopefully. And, and we begin, sometimes as life goes on, we begin to lose touch with those memories, the remembrance of what Christ done for us. And I believe we need to re remember them and get, the, get them back. Remember those things, amen? So, his name is wonderful, and names are important. Jesus, his name, the name Jesus means, uh, Jesus Christ means the anointed one. But he was also there at the beginning. Jesus is and was the word, amen? So, in the beginning and throughout time, Jesus spoke into existence, into existence the creation that we live in right now. And that creation, it was so good and is so wonderful that when God the Father looked on it, what did he say? It is good. He says it's good. So what Jesus Christ created, what was spoken, the word was spoken out into nothing, and this wonderful creation came about, including us. You're all wonderful creations. Amen. And God said, it is good. It's good. Amen. And so since then, 
Jesus has been, he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's still the deliverer. He's still the great physician. He's still our advocate. He's still our intercessor for those who would believe on him. Amen. And when we begin to know and understand the names of Jesus, and we're going to look at that over the next few weeks, his name should be called Wonderful Counselor, Almighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. It's like, what's in a name? Now, if you walk around co-winning, I can assure you, if someone asks you who you are and you say, well, I'm David McLaughlin, first thing they're going to say is, who are you for a McLaughlin? Or who are you for a Reed? Or who are you for... People want to know more about your name. And names, so names are important. Amen? And when we understand the names of, that Jesus has, it opens up a new dimension in our faith walk. I really believe that. So, his name is something that we should meditate on day and night. We medit- what, do you, what do we meditate on day and night? The word. So we meditate on the name of Jesus. It's, it's the name that is going to get us through this life. The name of Jesus, the authority in that name, and the help of the Holy Spirit. And if anyone knows the story of Samson, anyone remember Samson, the strong guy? Samson. This child is born, Samson, and his father's name's Manoah. And this is a miracle child as well. And an angel of the Lord appears to Manoah's wife and and tells her, this is how you're going to raise this boy. He's going to be a Nazarite. You're not going to cut his hair. He's not going to drink alcohol. He's going to, these are all the things you have to observe. The angel of the Lord goes, she tells Manoah. Manoah's like, what? The angel comes back again. They meet together in a field. And and he says again, and Manoah says to him, who are you? Manoah says to the angel, so that when all of this works out, we can remember who you are and what, you, and what you've done and what all this means. And in Judges 13, 18, the angel replies, why do you ask my name? It's beyond understanding. And if you look at a different translation of that, it means, why do you ask my name? My name is wonderful. My name is wonderful. It's beyond understanding. And when I was reading this and studying a bit more, I looked at the Hebrew term as well for there. Why do you ask my name? It is beyond understanding. And this name that is spoken about is reserved for the angel of the Lord, as in the Son of God. The Son of God. Jesus appeared. And that name, there is nothing comparable to that name. There is nothing like the name of Jesus. There is no, there is no name like it. And in fact, I, I started to also read about um, the way we reverence the name, God's name, the name of Jesus. And it's all tied into what God can actually do in your life. If we dishonor and, and, and if we're irreverent, we really put a huge wall up there between, and, and we prevent so much. We prevent so much of what God is able to do in our lives. Amen. So here is this angel of light. Now, what does Satan do? Satan counterfeits everything, doesn't he? So Satan is also able to appear as an angel of light. He wants to appear 
like God. And that's the reason why he was expelled and cast out of heaven because you know what? I'm going to usurp God's authority. I'm going to put myself on that pedestal, on that throne. And because I'm, I'm you know, the son of the morning. And, and, and yeah, the Bible tells us that Lucifer was beautiful. That he was in fact the praise and worship leader in heaven. He led, the, he led the angels in worship in heaven. So, there's just one thing that Satan cannot do. He can appear as an angel of light, but he cannot replicate and he cannot reproduce the most wonderful thing about the name of Jesus, and that is the agape love that, that is in Christ. He can't, re, he can't reproduce that. He is anti the name of Jesus. So he might appear to be as an angel of light, but he does not have the name of Jesus. He can't, he can't use that name. All he can do is deceive people. Amen? So the most wonderful aspect of Jesus' character was his love, his love for people. And he, he was there. He, was, he came to earth as a man to redeem us, to redeem his people. And so it's really important when we talk about Christ and we remember all these names, because a person's name is wrapped up in their identity. So some people don't care what other people say about them, but I believe it's important. What's in a name is important to protect and defend the name of your family, to protect and defend the name of the Lord living up to, you know, for, for a lot of people, even having a name attached to them, it makes you strive or live up to maybe the standards or whatever it is that has been passed down to you. So names are important. A person's name represents their reputation, their family, their legacy. And in some cultures throughout the world, the most valuable thing that you own is your name. Your name is worth more than anything else. And if your name is tarnished or it's dishonored, that is a big thing. So a name is important. And if you're sitting in this place this morning, your name is significant. And the name, the name that you have and the character that you have and the integrity that you have begins to define who you are as a person. And it gives you your Either it gives you authority or, or not. So name's important. And if I was speaking to somebody about someone that you knew, you would already have an idea of who they were based on their character. Based on, oh yeah, I know so and so. I met him one time. He's a really nice guy. Or he, uh, he did this or he did that. He's credible. He has integrity. But if you speak about, oh, I know that guy, he, he stole something or he, he defrauded someone or he never kept his word on, on something, that, that tarnishes that name. And what Satan wants to do is he wants to tarnish the name of Jesus. He wants to tarnish that beautiful name so that we can't stand up in public and use that name and believe, believe you me, 
That is what's happening in the world today, more and more so. People are trying to tarnish and dishonor the name of Jesus and make it, that's why it's so common. I mean, it's like a, it's like a knife in your stomach every time someone uses the name of Jesus Christ as a, as a curse word. And names are important. And the world and, and the spirit of this age is doing everything it can to demean and devalue the name of Jesus. And it's the name that we need more than anything. A name, a name is important because your names are written in the book of life, the Lamb's book of life. What's in there is not a picture of you, it's your name. Lewis Shackleton is in the Lamb's book of life by the grace of God. It's there, your name so your name not only defines you on earth, but it qualifies you in heaven as well. So, amen. amen. Your name is known to God. Everyone in this place, God knows your name. In fact, he knows how many hairs are on your head. He doesn't have to remember so many. In my case, it's the less and less and less. He knows you. He knows you from the top of your head to the tip of your toes. And when you die, you're not, just an, you're not just someone insignificant. You know, it's like the, the, the angels on the clouds with the... You know, your names are written in the Lamb's book of life. Your names are there. And when you go into heaven, he's already got a place prepared for you where you're going to do work and stuff. <laughs> what? You mean when I get to heaven, I'm going to do work and things? Yeah, he's had... There's a life in a wonderful future kingdom called heaven. And that kingdom, because Jesus came, that kingdom is in our hearts. Amen? Revelation 21, 27 in the Amplified says, nothing that defiles or profanes or is unwashed shall ever enter it. We're talking about heaven here, God's kingdom. Nor anyone who commits abominations whose unclean, detestable, does morally repugnant things or practices falsehood, but only those whose names are recorded in the Lamb's book of life. So if you're in this place this morning and you're not sure if your name's in the Lamb's book of life, make sure your name finds its way into the Lamb's book of life today. Make sure that your name is in that book and the way that you do that is Romans 10, 10, 10, 9, 10, 10. If you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, that he, was, that he died on a cross for you and he was resurrected from the dead on the third day, you shall be saved. If you confess that with your mouth, you shall be saved. Amen. And so a name is important and his name is wonderful. Proverbs 22 verse 1 says, a good name is rather to be chosen than great riches. Rather have a good name than a lot of money in the bank and a happy life. You know, because, you know, yeah, money, money, money can bring happiness for a while. It can bring you a lot of, lot of stuff. Funnily enough, most people with, with a lot of money are the most, some of the most discontented people that you'll ever meet. A good name is, is rather to be chosen than great riches. So names are important. And that's why these names were in Isaiah. Isaiah prophesies and he speaks out these names. He shall be called. He will be called wonderful. 
counselor. Amen. And I want to kind of tie that into the message a little bit this morning. And I want to look at Abraham. You know, Abraham was Abram. And then he became Abraham, the father of many nations. And even though he was like a hundred years old and Sarah's womb was, was barren and dry, God changed his name from Abram, which, which meant um, exalted father, to Abraham, father of a great multitude. And it's interesting to note that none of that existed at the time that God and Abraham were communicating with each other. None of it existed. But they began to get to work calling out those things that be not as though they are. So they began to speak things and believe things into existence. Amen? So every time Sarah called out to Abraham instead of Abram, she was saying, father of great multitudes. She was addressing her husband as a father of great multitudes. This is interesting. It didn't exist yet, but Sarah began calling out, Abraham, Abraham. Every time she used that name, Abraham, she was prophesying that he would be father of many nations. So when, oh, let me not go ahead. I'm eager to go ahead of myself. Yeah, rein, rein it in. So, even though Abraham's name was changed and he was the father of many nations, he still had to rely and work with kingdom principles. He still had to believe on God and what God had said. He showed him all the stars. So he still had to follow the process until this became a reality. Romans 4.17 says, I have made you the father of many nations. I have made you the father of many nations. So they began to call into existence the things that didn't exist. So the things that came into being all came through the na a name. It was all connected with a name. So when we prayed for faith this morning, that child, we used her name. And even the name faith, doesn't that just give you such encouragement? We used her name, and then we prayed in the name of Jesus, yeah? So we have to call ourselves sometimes, we have to call ourselves the names that God has given us. And if we don't call, if we, or you know, that's why it's important to encourage one another and edify one another. I'm encouraging you. You are more than a conqueror. Oh, but you don't know the week I've had. I've had the worst week ever. I'm, I'm, I, am, I am totally depressed. Yeah, but, you are the, but God, has, God calls you more than. God says you are more than a conqueror. As we begin to start recognizing the power in calling things into existence through names, it's important. Amen? Call yourself free from lack. Call your children saved. Amen? Call, call these things that be not as though they were. Call your business prosperous and successful. Call the hub full of people bursting at the door, at the door hinges. 
call these things. That's why a couple of weeks ago, we were, some of us were around there and we were chatting. It says, look at that stonework above the door, EMH, 1954, Evangelical Mission Hall. It's still a mission. We're still on a mission. The name that was originally given to that building was a mission hall. So we're still on a mission. Amen. So when Isaiah 9-6, like Eleanor read, God's calling things into existence. Isaiah is, it's revealed to Isaiah that Jesus, his name will be called Wonderful. It will be called Wonderful. Amen. Wow. It's amazing. And he's still doing wonderful things. So when we use the name of Jesus and we believe in the name of Jesus, we are calling out wonderful things. Amen? So I get excited. I think we should all get excited about the wonderful things that God's going to do in the future. Amen? He is wonderful in all things. And if he did extraordinary things, so many, when he was here on earth, we got to believe he's still doing them now. We see evidence of them all around. Amen. And he came because of John 3.16. Wonderful love. Everything surrounding his name is wonderful. His humility was wonderful. His, the way he denied himself was, was wonderful. Even the sorrows and the tribulations that he went through were all, for a, were all wonderful. His mighty works were wonderful. There is power, power, wonder-working power in the blood of the Lamb. Do you remember that song? Even the cross was wonderful because of the shedding of the blood. There is power, power, wonder-working power in the blood of the Lamb. Wonder-working power. Amen. His resurrection was wonderful. And everywhere around, people were just astonished and shocked at the things that Jesus came up with. Amen? It was wonderful. If you go to Psalms 118, verse 22, it says, The stone that the builders rejected has now become the cornerstone. Stone. This is the Lord's doing, and it is wonderful to see. So even, you know... That in, in, in the days ahead, that is what we are going to encounter, rejection, rejection, rejection. People are going to reject the name of Jesus. People are going to reject you and me because we bear the name of Jesus. We, we, are, we are bearers of his name. We are made in his image and his likeness and we bear the name. So we, we and the Bible tells us, don't be surprised. Don't be surprised if they reject you and they even beat you and they give you a hard time, don't be surprised. But whatever is rejected, God uses it. So he used the name of Jesus. We use the name of Jesus. He used Jesus as the cornerstone and it's wonderful to see. The word says, this is the Lord's doing. It's wonderful to see. So, 
he's wonderful. Everything about him. He came God and man. That was wonderful. Two natures united. 30, year, 30 years of his life in kind of obscure Hebrew upbringing as a boy. And then three years of amazing ministry. And he had love, sympathy for people, humility, meekness, patience. Patience is a wonderful thing. <laughs> he, taught, he taught his disciples to bear with one another and to bear with other people. One of, the, one of the things we really need to embrace right now is bearing with one another. Bear with one another. Wisdom, he had, he had wonderful wisdom. At 12 years old, he was debating with, the, with the, the scribes. He was wonderful in his conduct. He was pure. His courage was wonderful. He was, he just, he was just so great. Three years ministry, raising the dead, speaking the word, working miracles, healing the sick, transfigured on the mount, betrayed and sentenced to death, betrayed, betrayed, sentenced to death. He died for us. He then abolished it. He took the keys of hell and death. And he destroyed the one who held the power of death over us. You know, for most people, that's the thing that they just, that's a lifelong thing. I, I don't want to die. The fear of death is, it runs in my family. We're pet, you know, what happens when all this comes to an end? Well, we can tell you what happens. But make sure your name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. So, he obtained salvation for us. And then around his death, rocks were cleaved in two, a veil was torn in two, darkness covered the land, and even the centurions that were there said, admitted, surely this was the Son of God. <laughs> surely. Even, even in his dying moments, wonderful things were happening that were putting people, that were astonishing people, and now he's seated at the right hand of the Father. He intercedes for, for, our, for our transgressions. When we are quick to repent and go to him and ask for forgiveness, he's right there next to the Father. Amen. And here's the thing that's even more wonderful. He's coming back again. And he's coming to take his bride. And he's coming to take the church. He's coming to separate the righteous from the wicked He's coming to judge the nations. We don't, we don't need to get revenge, folks. The Lord will vindicate. That the, the word says, I'm, 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 I am your God. Trust me, I will vindicate you. Amen? He will vindicate us. We just need to keep our eyes on Jesus. Depend on him and totally trust on him. Amen? So he was our deliverer. Amen? And he still is. Amen. Praise God. You know, there's um, something that they use in newspapers. I didn't know this until this week. But when they put those big headlines there of catastrophic events, do you know that the typeface they use is called the second coming typeface? Yeah. So, you know, whatever, you know... Um, 
you know, I'm just, uh, well, think of any catastrophic or really major world event. The typeface that they use is called second coming typeface. Amen. Jesus is coming back again. And every, you know, no one's going to be able to say, well, I don't know about that. We're not, you know, maybe, or, or if it does happen, we've missed him because the Bible says that every eye will see, every eye will see him and every knee will bow down. So we know he's coming back. And we know that the, uh, that the times we're living in seem to be accelerating. I can't believe how, how quick it's been since last Sunday. Time is, seems to be accelerating. When we were in, in, in our youth, in summertime, summer seemed to last forever. It's like, when's the summer ever going to end? Now it's like, oh, um, it's autumn already. Time is accelerating. And times are becoming more and more troubled and intense. You know, that in the past 3,400 years, there's only been 268 years without war on this earth. If you look at it and you work it out. So 8% of history has been peaceful. The rest has been, has been um, plagued with conflict and war. Can you imagine a world without war? Can you imagine a world where there's perfect peace? Can you imagine a, a, a place where all of your needs are met, where, you have, where every day you are satisfied and content, where there's perfect justice and there's, you, you know, so many of us, we feel hard, unfairly discriminated against, hard done by, you know, wounded deeply. Can you imagine a place where there's perfect justice? Can you imagine a place ruled by a perfect ruler? Someone who has, someone who is pure and true, who doesn't say one thing and mean another, who doesn't do things behind your back. Everything is out in the open. Everything is transpa transparent. That is the, the coming kingdom that is coming. That is, the, that is going to be the millennial kingdom, the restoration of all, all things. You, we're all going to be given youthful bodies <laughs> you're going to be a glorified version of yourself. Amen? It's going to be wonderful. God's kingdom is wonderful. Jesus is wonderful. Amen? And he made the earth, and thankfully he came and he tried it out, and he lived here, and he will rule over the earth in the future. So we're coming up to these next few weeks of Advent now. And um, we're going to talk about Jesus' name in a whole load of contexts. And today was wonderful. Amen. And so I believe that it's going to hopefully change the way we approach Christmas and help, you know, so, so many people dread this time of year. The present buying, the, the choices we have to make, what we have to put on, the expectations that are placed upon us. And I'm just trusting that this year we'll just rest yes. 
You know, it's sometimes, it's, sometimes it's better to rest. Just rest, have peace. Let's not be stressed out about what is coming. Let us just rest in him and have peace. Amen? Have peace. Hallelujah. Because he's the Prince of Peace. And that will be our message on Christmas Eve, the Prince of Peace. So keep on remembering the wonderful things of Jesus. Amen. Um, Praise God. Praise God. Thanks for listening. Remember to visit our website, www.bridge-church.com and connect with us via Facebook and Twitter.